Okay, this will be um, Kavatapi Luncheon at uh, Hot Stove Society with Louis Bauruol, uh, who is with Chateau St. Combes, be segment one, take one. Hey, this is Christopher Chang, your host of Happy Hour Radio, and I am in downtown Seattle for part of our In the Vineyard series. I had the pleasure of uh, having a little lunch and, of course, lots of wine with uh, uh, Louis Bauruol, who is uh, the general manager of Chateau de Saint-Combe, um, one of the great uh, chateaus, uh, wine producers in the Southern Rhone region, primarily in Gigondas, but they they have wines from both the North and the Southern Rhone. So, uh, Louis, bienvenue to Happy Hour Radio. Hi. <laughs> hey, um, welcome to Seattle. You've been here before, I'm sure. Um, tell me about Chateau Saint-Combe. Uh, the estate, um, which I I own since 1992, is a very historical estate which has been in our family since the 15th century. It has been built on a Roman uh, substruction, so we can trace the the history of the place on uh, 2,000 years, which is uh, quite a bunch. That's a lot of time. Um, what brought the family to the, this location in, back in the 1400s? We don't really know. Um, my family was in the, living in the Alps before coming in Gigondas, and the, the reason why they came and bought this place, uh, we don't really know. Uh, we can trace uh, all the ownership since then. But the, the, the deep reasons, I mean, people don't necessarily write about that. Uh, so, unfortunately, I have to say that we don't know. Uh, Decor, um, obviously, uh, we talk about Gigondas. The Southern Rhone region is known for uh, both Cote de Rhone and Chateauneuf de Pop. Gigondas is one of the uh, sub appellations there. Um, how long? How many years have you been part of the winemaking program? I mean, you must have grown up and helped with harvest, perhaps gone off to school, but you came back. So how long has your career been there at Chateau Saint-Combe? I've been involved uh, in the winemakings, I would, I'm tempted to say forever, since I am a, a kid, since I, I was a kid, I, I would help my father in the vineyard, in the, in the cellar. Uh, at all times. So basically, as a kid, you you know you know everything, but you know nothing because you help somebody, so you don't own the thinking. And uh, when I took over at the age of 23 in 1992, I I thought I would know a lot, but when I was when I suddenly became responsible of what was being done, I suddenly realized that I knew very few. So this is all very relative and it's a very, very different perspective depending on if you are responsible for what is being done or if you are not responsible. It's the same difference between an actor and a spectator. <laughs> okay, so um, you are now an actor or you're no longer a spectator, so you're actually the man in charge, le, le, um, El Capitan. I mean, what is your role and title there at the Chateau Saint-Combe? My role is to uh, make it work at its best. My role is to 
increase the level of what is being done uh, every minute. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's um, it's surging uh, surging excellence at all times, basically. If I can sum up this way. Okay, we're always looking to stri to strive to be better and uh, uh, to create more. Well, I should say better anyway. Um, Chateau Saint Combe has a variety of wines. How many wines do you produce overall? I we produce uh, fourteen different wines. Um, one third of that is Gigondas, which is the heart of uh, what we do. This this is the, the historical vineyards, and this is. Uh, uh, this is probably our most uh, uh, iconic wines in the range. And this is where our soul is, but uh, for me the Cotroti is extremely important, as well as the, as the other Northern Rhones, as I have a special uh, interest and feeling for this region. So yeah, everything, everything counts and we want to do everything on a, on a great level, if possible. So growing up as part of the multi-generational family that uh, came to the Southern Rhone back in 1490 with uh, 15 generations of winemakers and vignerons, did you, were you primarily, I mean the word um, provincial or to be, uh, uh, was it, one of the Maison, de la Maison, do you, did you try wines outside of the Rhone Valley when you were young? Have you did some experimentations around the world to understand what's out there? Or have you been totally um, focused on where you are and what you're doing? Be before I, uh, before taking over the estate, no, I was not tasting um, any wine from other regions because in the generation of my parents, uh, people wouldn't do that. We would drink Gigondas at all times. We would drink our wine, and um, when you do that, you 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 don't really know who you are because you cannot compare. Um, this is when I when I took over and began to travel that I began to taste everywhere else, and this is then. Uh, then you you get a better understanding of uh, who you are and what you do by comparison uh, with with the others. It's really interesting. It's it's a question of uh, what kind of knowledge you you develop. My father has a fan had a fantastic knowledge. It was not a wide knowledge because he wouldn't know very well the other wines, but it it was a very deep knowledge because he would know extremely well what he was doing himself. And this is the same difference between the, 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 the knowledge of, of a great sommelier and the knowledge of, of a grower. Uh, we all have different experiences, different kind of knowledge, and uh, your knowledge doesn't need to be the widest to be a deep knowledge. If you have both, it's even better. I'm hearing an accent in your English. Did you study um, English in France or did you visit, um, it sounds like a bit of UK there. Yeah, there's some UK. My wife is English, so I have some English family. I have a lot of uh, English friends. So I suppose this is where this accent comes uh -huh. from. So it's rubbing off on you. Um, so Gigondas is one of the uh, communes down in the southern uh, Rhone area. Obviously, Chateau de Pop is, is well known, perhaps Vecra and uh, Bums de Venise. 
Um, tell me, if you were to describe Jigundas in a couple sentences or a phrase, how do you, Louis Barruel, describe Jigundas Red? Jigundas Red is is the Grenache of freshness. If I if I explain it very shortly, uh, because our place has uh, elevation. It has the cold influence of the mountains, so the Grenache doesn't express like uh, like a, in Chateauneuf at all. Um, uh, and because of the, the soil being uh, limestone based, the, the the type of wines that we produce is uh, is is very very specific. Uh, it's a, it's a cold corner in the southern Rhone, let's say. Do you find that um, you have been able to understand the, the vineyards in Gigondas where you create, you craft a third of your production? Do you know them inside and out? Are you the expert to your terroir or do you have some staff or some associates that help you? Uh, it's not very easy. It's not very humble to say that, but I, I have to be the expert. I don't like the. Um, I will never have a consultant, for example. I um, I struggle to understand the growers who need a consultant because if you don't know yourself what you want, uh, somebody from the outside is gonna is is not gonna be uh, better than you are at knowing what what is good for you. So the idea of, of a consultant is uh, out of uh, uh, what I want. And, um, and yeah, I have, I have a, a, a little team, but uh, I have to be the leader and I have to, to know what I want uh, uh, very precisely. But then, yes, obviously, to, to, to increase your level to progress, you need to exchange ideas, you need to talk to people, you need to listen to people, you need uh, the people's input. And uh, this, is a, this is a massive part of the, the learning curve. So n knowing what you do, knowing what you want and being your own guide doesn't mean you're not listening to anybody. You need to, be, to remain open-minded and listen to people at all times. Because every, every single minute of, of the life is a source of learning for me. I enjoy that. I think it's important to have the, uh, the head of the chateau or domain to actually be also the expert on the terroir. I mean, you, have, you have the last say. You have the defining, um, the approval. And when you look back at the family tradition, have you found some... Are there um, manuscripts or records of the vintages in the past and how they perhaps uh, produce the wines differently than you do today? We have records at the estate since the 1920s for winemaking and we have records about the parcels and the ownership and official papers about the estate since the end of the 15th century. So that, that is a, a, a lot of records. Um, the winemaking methods didn't change that much. Uh, it didn't change massively. 
the heart of the work remain very similar to what we would do 100 years ago. But obviously, if I can introduce uh, a quality of analysis, if I can introduce um, um, a little a little idea which is going to make improve me with details, I'm going to do it. But as a as a terroir producer, uh, you you cannot change massively uh, recipes that have proven to be great over time. This is um, uh, this is a big idea. It's 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 a question of respect as well. Interesting. When you look across the landscape of the producers in Gigondas, who are you? Who are you very um, fond of in terms of a, a style that you believe is the classic example of Giganda? You mean, what are the other estates I like? Basically? Yes, based on the idea of being classic. I mean, sometimes yeah. you want you, you find a wine that is super delicious, but it not, might not be that wine that exudes the actual place. I wouldn't talk about um, a wine which is made by somebody. I like the wines which makes themselves with the help of the grower. That's that's the philosophy. And um, uh, on this point of view, the estates I really like are Domaine de la Bouissière, which is not a historical estate. Their father planted this vineyard in the mountains in the 70s. But the soul of these people, their ability to express their soils, the honesty and the finesse of the, wi the wines is really impressive. I like uh, Moulin de la Gardette, which is um, a more of a historical estate. Not as ancient as ours, but they have a 200 years of history, which is something. The wines look like ours more. Uh, they are our neighbors, basically. And um, I like Domaine Raspail A, which is uh, another uh, traditional estate. They make wine which carries a lot of finesse and with a great ability to age, which is central to me. A, a great Gigondas has, can only be a wine that has an ability to age. If, if, if the wine is great for a few years, and after 10 or 12 years, it's kind of dead. I'm, I'm really not interested because our terroir um, um, has, has a potential that has to be expressed. I like it. Very thoughtful answer. Um, where can we find more about Chateau Saint-Combe? Is there a website? Um, and do you have a tasting room in France? We have a website. This is... Um, www.syncom.com uh, It's updated uh, at all times. I really want the website to be very informative. So it's, uh, it's worth a visit. And uh, yes, we have, a, we have a cellar door at the estate which is open from Monday to Friday. Closed in, on Saturday and Sunday. And uh, so we remain a very open estate to uh, people as uh, this is how my uh, parents brought me up. There is a tradition of uh, welcoming people at Saint-Com and um, whatever we are 
well known or not, it's going to be the case uh, as well, uh, as long as I am alive. After me, they will do what they want. But as long as I am around, we will welcome people. I love it. Um, well, Luis Baruol, you are the general manager of Chateau Saint-Combe, the owner mm-hmm. and the uh, yes. vigneron in uh, Manipulon, right? Mm. Yes, I kind of do everything. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, um, we'll encourage our listeners to check out uh, www.saintcombe, that's S-A-I-N-T-C-O-S-M-E.com, saintcombe.com, and hopefully make plans to visit uh, Gigonda someday and visit Chateau de Saint-Combe. Uh, Louis Baruol, uh, merci beaucoup for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Merci, and um, uh, thank you for welcoming uh, me so well in uh, Seattle. Thank you.